This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Betting the Ponies podcast right here on Bet Rivers. Mark Malusis, Brian Monzo with you. And uh, we've got a cavalcade of races to get into here uh, on this week's edition of Betting the Ponies. What's going on, Monz? How you doing, bud? So this is one of those weekends where I remember last year and multiple years before that working the Giants games and constantly checking my phone to watch Woodbine. So this is one of those weekends where you have to go up to Canada they have some of the best stakes races on the turf this weekend that I'm looking forward to talking about. Yeah, we're going to close it out with the Woodbine Mile coming up in a, a little bit. But we're going to hit Belmont, uh, well, Belmont at Aqueduct. We're going to hit Churchill Downs and close it out at Woodbine. you got one big stake race at Belmont at the Big A this week. It's a mile and three-eighths. It's the Jockey Club Oaks Invitational uh, on the turf. Uh, so it is for uh, Phillies. We have a, a field of... Seven that are going to be going postward, Monzo. Where do you land in this one? So I know Monday is going to be big on Eternal Hope, and obviously for you know really good reasons. The horses, even money in the morning line, probably go off at three to five, if not shorter. We always talked about in this podcast what Appleby does when he comes to New York. Not as much this year. A little bit of a slowed down a little bit this year, but certainly brings perhaps the most talented Philly in this field. But if you look up and down the field and you're looking for maybe a little bit of value. Maybe a horse you could play underneath, or maybe a horse you could take on top. Coming off a little bit of a layoff, I do like the five Highland Grace, who was in form, ran well at Belmont, really well at Belmont, and really in her career has done nothing wrong. Even if some of those finishes where she finished fifth and sixth, she battled, she ran well, she wasn't favored in those races. Uh, I think that if there's a pace up front, now I know you know it, these horses from Euro close ridiculously and have these great late kicks. But if Island Grace can get the setup, we talked about in this podcast and on social media and just in personal conversations, the kind of year that Javier Castellanos had. I think he's got a shot here. Uh, this Philly out of American Pharaoh, uh, two for six overall in her career, nice closing kick, in form, training well, I think has a shot at five to one in the morning line. Yeah, um, I, I I wouldn't say you're I, I wouldn't say you're wrong um, when you look at that one, um, and you're looking at Highland Grace. Listen, Eternal Hope one to one, rightfully so. Appleby, Jamie Spencer, uh, if if she is able to run back to her latest time form rating at Deauville um, in a group two event, um, yeah, I, I think she wins the race. Uh, I'm looking, gonna try and be a little bit different. I'm gonna go to the inside and. I find it interesting that Kevin Attard is is rolling last call right back after running um, pretty well a fourth um, in an event at, at Kentucky Downs. Uh, had Rosario up that day. I ran Ortiz up on Saturday at Belmont at the Big A, 7-2 on the morning line, uh, a daughter of English Channel. Um, 
Distance should not be an issue. Looked like she ran very, very well in a mile and five, sixteenths event. Uh, obviously doing well since they're rolling her right back. Uh, was working really well up at Woodbine. I'm going to go with the one last call at 7-2 on the morning line. I like the play. I would certainly use that horse underneath. Um, I agree with you, though. I mean, look, if Eternal Hope runs to form and runs how we've seen her run in the past – going to be very tough to beat. And that those late closing kicks of those Euros, sometimes virtually impossible to beat here in America. All right, let's go to race six at Churchill Downs on Saturday, 318 post time. And it is uh, the open mind. Purse is $300,000, six furlongs on the main track under the Twin Spires. You have a field of six. They're going to be going postward. Uh, and your morning line favorite is a three to five shot in Wicked Halo. Are you taking a shot against the two in this race, Bonds? Yeah, I like the one, Yagiri. Uh, running well, I know last out a little bit of a flop, but if you go to one of the angles that I, I kind of look at, and there's no real rhyme or reason for why this happens, but you see horses that run like good race, bad race, good race, bad race. And uh, maybe that's just coincidental. Maybe that's just how the, you know, the, the horse is a little tired and then rejuvenates itself. Uh, the trainer knows it's a pattern. Jerry is one of those horses that does that and goes back and forth and is coming off not a great effort. Uh, didn't break to the lead like she, uh, like she likes to. Uh, inside post, Flavi and Pratt, the smartest rider, I think, in America. Sometimes he can be a little silly, but this horse runs well at Churchill. This horse loves the distance. Three to one, fair price. And I think from the gate, from the from the inside post, Jerry is going to have to go, and that gives her a best chance. And Wicked Halo is a horse that likes the rate. Uh, but there's going to be some other horses out there. And I think if Jerry gets away, Flavian and Pratt may be able to get this horse who runs well at Churchill, runs solid speed buyers. They match uh, with Wicked Halo can do. But to me, Wicked Halo, to me, good horse, solid horse, runs well, 8 for 15, likes Churchill. Uh, 3 to 5 in the morning line to me is a baffling morning line for a horse that doesn't feel like a sure thing. So I'm going to take a shot on some speed. Uh, Jerry on the inside, 3 to 1 in the morning line. Yeah, I'm going to take a shot against – I'm going to go with the, the Romans trainee, Fire on Time. Um, you know, two for five at the distance, four for six at Churchill Downs. has come in the money, all six attempts at Churchill Downs. Uh, got to improve the buyer speed figures. I get it. Um, you know, Wicked Halo, I don't think I don't think she should necessarily be three to five, but I understand why she's the morning line favorite. Uh, probably a little bit more like six to five. Uh, as compared to three to five. Yet your horse won the U. Gary has got a shot. I'm curious if more than vows to four goes out and, and pressures her up top. If she does, could set it up, obviously, for a horse like Wicked Halo, who's going to be sitting just off the pace. Uh, same thing can be said for my horse, who's obviously showed a, a propensity for running on top or uh, being a front runner at times in her career. But I'm going to go with the five-year-old mare out of not this time. I'm going to go with the three fire on time in race six to try and take down the the two wicked halo at three to five on the morning line in the open mind race six at Churchill Downs. The seventh at Churchill Downs is the grade three Pocahontas. It's a mile. Uh, it's a one-turn mile at Churchill Downs, so they'll be run a while. But uh, on, it's a field of nine. Interesting field when you look at this one. Vivi's Dream. Uh, is the one that's going to be getting a, a lot of love uh, for Ken McPeak and Brian Hernandez. Yeah, I, I think there's – I actually, if I had to go up and down the three, four, five, the seven races or whatever we're doing today, I feel as though I have my best bet in this race. Oh. And it's not going to be one of your top two morning line picks. 
Uh, it's not going to be VB's dream. It's not going to be you, you almost had me. I like the inside horse, Empire Island. For Norm Cassie, out of classic Empire, who liked Churchill. Uh, I love Ricardo Santana. The debut was really impressive. They weren't blazing up front. This horse came off the pace, ran well, ran him down. Uh, comes to Churchill, bullet a workout. Uh, I, I, look, I just think this horse is going to cherish the idea of going a mile. I always like the angle of doing a sprint to a, mile, to a route, um, even though this is a one-turn route. Uh, I think there's enough speed up front here with you almost had me at, at almost had me has got some speed. If you look at the inside horse, Pejor, who I, there's no way I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, has some speed. So I think Empire Island can sit the trip, as you would say, uh, and make that move. And Ricardo Santana does a really nice job. You see him done at Whitmore in the past of riding the rail. I think we'll get an opportunity to do that again here. And I think you might get some value, five or six to one. But Empire Island is, I think, the two outside horses are going to get plenty of bet. My best bet of the day, the one, Empire Island. Yeah, I'm going to go all the way to the outside. And I'm not going with the six, VV's Dream, or the seven, you almost had me, uh, five to two and two to one on the morning line. I'm going to go all the way out to the nine. Flavion Pratt, your guy Monzo riding for Brian Lynch, and that is uh, the nine, Hot Beach. Um, you know, out of Omaha Beach, who – you know, I was a huge fan of when, when he was racing. He's no longer racing. He's now a sire. I'm still a fan. Um, Ellis, coming out of Ellis Island um, and riding at Ellis Island, coming off a win, buyer speed figure at the maiden special weight of five furlongs, impressive at 82, um, showed a propensity to get better with the distance in winning the debutante at Ellis. Uh, the workouts have been solid. Uh, love the workout on September 9th at Churchill Downs, second best out of 51. Love that Flavion Pratt hops aboard for Brian Lynch. I'm going to go all the way to the outside, the nine, Hot Beach uh, in the Pocahontas, race seven at Churchill Downs, 3.50 post time um, on Saturday. Uh, just yeah. just some quick thoughts here. If you look, and it's, you know, I sent you a picture yesterday of some of the old horses we used to bet, Lubash and Carafa and King Carissa. And it's just if you look up and down, the, these fields here, and you look at some of the sires, Classic Empire, Mendelssohn, Matoli, just some great horses. Oh, no doubt. And brings back great memories. And For sure. Well, just, uh, it's amazing how long we've been playing this game where these horses didn't feel like it was too long ago they were winning races for us. And and a lot of great losses. Let's head up to, to Woodbine. I've never been to Woodbine. Have you been to Woodbine, Mons? Uh, no, just, just unfortunately my, uh, my bets have been, yeah, not all either. No, but I love the long stretch in Woodbine. Love the call. You feel like you're watching a European race. Uh, and they've got a big day on Saturday, kept off by the Woodbine mile, which we will get to, uh, let's start in race six at Woodbine up in Toronto on Saturday, three fifty-seven post time. It's the bet three, six, five summer grade one event mile on the main track purses, a half a million dollars. You've got a field of 11 that are going postward in this one, Mons. Who do you like on Saturday in the summer? So I'm gonna, uh, this is going to be a little tricky. So the seven, Erosa, who I love in this spot, is also a cross-entered in a race later on in the day. So I'm going to give you a, a one and a 1A, if you will. Okay. If Erosa is entered into this race, the stretch out from six and a half uh, to uh, a mile here for a horse that comes out of Uncle Mo, who is a mile specialist, Johnny Velasquez, uh, Kevin Attard, who's been outstanding running at Woodbine. Arosa is going to be my top pick, who I think is going to be able to rate if she, uh, if if he needs to, or this horse can also uh, set the pace. So versatility, which I really like. Uh, I think the foundation is good as well. Um, so that's going to be my top pick in this race. Should she go elsewhere, 
I'm going to go to my boy Prince on the inside. Mark Cassie, a lot of speed. Joel Rosario, um, he's he you know when he Joel comes to Woodbine, he runs well. He runs well everywhere. I know he gets a bit a bad rap, and look, I give it to him just as much. But when he comes here, he wins a lot of races. So uh, this horse coming off a route in a, in a stakes race up at Woodbine tries the turf for the first time off the synthetic. Not a huge transition. Uh, I think this horse got a big shot if. Arosa is not in the race. So that those are my one and one A. Arosa is going to be my top pick, seven to two on the morning line. Should be running the race. Yeah, I went to the outside. I, I went to, to the 10, Golden Canary. Uh, Adam Medaglia Oro, Mark Cassie trains. Um, coming out of race, ran well in the, the Sorry Free up at, at Woodbine and won that race by a neck and uh, went to the front. Uh, I don't think the stretch out is going to be an issue. Um, out of a war front mare, um, which is a positive as well. Going to the turf, both experiences so far has been on the turf. Really, both experiences have been and could have easily been winning ones. Has been well backed in their debut. $175,000 yearling purchase for this two-year-old. Um, you never know, especially when you look at two-year-olds. That's the interesting thing is, you know, less form. And you never know when that step-up performance, they can improve at any time. I'm going to go with the 10 Golden Canary. For Mark Cassie, it's six to one on the morning line uh, in the summer, a grade one event um, and uh, up at Woodbine, race six on Saturday. Let's go to the seventh. It's the vigil, grade three, six furlongs uh, on the synthetic up there at Woodbine. Uh, interesting when you look at this race, um, you know, a full field of eight that are going to be going postward. Who do you like in the vigil, Mons? You know, Pastor Houlihan, really dominant speed horse running up in Canada, seven to five on the morning line. Done nothing wrong, especially Woodbine. Five for five of this track, likes the distance, six for seven in career. Uh, the only loss came in a race where uh, bumped out of the start, checked, had no opportunity. So, f- rightfully, this horse is 75 in the morning. And let's be honest, probably be shorter, but has had every race, you know, their way. You know, this uh, leads two, lead, two lengths, three lengths you know, out there running, setting the pace. There is some speed in this race. Now, maybe not speed that can catch this horse, but my buddy B on the outside has shown some speed. Some other horses on the inside have shown some speed. And at 7-5, to five, that's a little tricky for me to take. I don't understand how the two, Old Chestnut, who finished about a length and a half off. How is he 8-1? It's one on the morning line. So you're going to get 8-1 on a horse that finished a length and a half behind your 7-5 to five morning line favorite, a horse that has won four races, has won at Churchill. I mean, I'm sorry, has won at Woodbine, has informed this year, three for five hitting the board, seems to run Great. a fair good every time out, out of Spitestown. We know how fast that horse is. Uh, look, this six-year-old's got a little something left. Um, and if the trip is there and Patches is getting challenged the entire race and backs up a little bit, I think you're going to get a nice fair price on a horse that could be coming well off the pace. And Maybe it's not this horse in particular, but at this price, it's tough for me to pass old chestnut eight to one on the morning line. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I didn't go against the favorite in this one. I gotta be honest with you. I, I think he wins the race. I, I get why you're gonna take a shot. Um, if I took a shot against Patches O'Houlihan, maybe I would go to the inside and go with the one rock crest, nine to two on the morning line. Um, you know, his run well at Woodbine, you know, terrible at the distance, one for six, but um, maybe I think when you look at the speed figures do fit uh, a little bit, I think it's going to be very difficult to match what O'Houlihan has been able to do uh, and how consistent, uh, you know, the gelding has been 
uh, at Woodbine and at the distance. Uh, loves the track. One for one at the distance. Seven to five on the morning line. Could I see him get beat? Yeah, for sure. I mean, but I think he's probably close to even money than he is seven to five in this race. Um, when you're looking around the block, I think Outlaw Kid the seven is interesting. But if I were to take a shot, I'm not. If I were to take a shot against the six, I'd probably go to the inside. I'd go to Rock Crest at nine to two uh, on the morning line. All right, let's go to race eight, uh, which is the Natalama, uh, mile on the main track, uh, mile on the turf course, I would say. It's the Johnny Walker Natalama, grade one event, half a million dollars uh, on the turf up at Woodbine, and you have an unbelievable field of 15 that are going postward in this one. A lot of Euros as well, French breads, Irish breads. I mean, this is my kind of race, Mons. Who do you like? So this is the race that I talked about earlier that Arosa is cross-entered in. And should Arosa run in this race, doesn't get Johnny Velasquez, gets main jockey Hernandez. I think this is a much tougher field. It'd be tough for me to take her. I think she makes a lot more sense in the previous race, which is why I took her. And I hope that that's the race she goes in. Not that I want to reduce this field from 15. Um, I just think for her personally, it makes more chance, uh, makes more sense. The one dazzling star, your favorite, makes a lot of sense in this race, Appleby. The post bothers me. It bothers me a little bit. Um, you know, and those time four rating figures aren't as high as, as you usually see no. for one of these dominances. I'm going to take a little bit of a shot here, and I'm not going to act like uh, I've seen this horse run a million times. I've watched very minimal replays. Horses only run twice. Dea Matrona, Chad Brown. Brings up uh, Joel Rosario. I, you know, they're 20% first time out. Jockey trainer combination solid. This horse won last out in France. Uh, you know, ran well first time out. 10 to 1 on the morning line. And it's just as merely an odds play. I see Joel Rosario. I see Chad Brown on the turf. Nice stretch run. 10 to 1 on the morning line. I think you have to take it. Uh, how do you not? Uh, even if the horse, you know, finishes in the money and you use this horse and it isn't exactly, you're going to get a lot of value on one of the top connections in the, in the world. Um, that's my topic. Dia Machona, 10 to 1 morning line. Yeah, and I mentioned, you know, I like Golden Canary is also cross-centered. So there's going to be some scratches in either this race or the summer, the race that we talked about two races back up at Woodbine. And I think Golden Canary would have a, a really good shot in this race if uh, she were to go postward. I'll give you another one that I, that I think you got to give a little bit of love to, and, and that is the 12 Ozara. Uh, an Irish bred, Clement, Dylan Davis. Davis had a very, very good Saratoga meet. Uh, Love the workout September 10th uh, up in Saratoga. Coming off a maiden special weight, maiden special weight, $105,000 score up at Toga. Came flying down the stretch. Uh, I think 12 to 1. I think 10 to 1 Ozara has got a, a you know, a, a big time shot in this race and what is going to be, you know, at least a, I would probably guess, I'd probably venture to guess that our two horses end up going in the summer and not this race, just to the size of the field. But if they should, say, scratch out of this one and run in this one, I mean, this is a very, very contentious field of 15 where I would never take three to one on the morning line. Even though I have a tremendous amount of respect for Appleby and William Buick, I would never take three to one on Dazzling Star. And you mentioned it, uh, the time for ratings aren't all that great. So race eight um, up at Woodbine, I'm going to go with the 12. Ozara. Now that gets us to the top of the stretch, right? Um, and that is what we do each and every week, the biggest race of the day. Uh, and this week, it's the Woodbine Mile. Yes, you guessed it. It's a mile on the turf course uh, up in Toronto. And, uh, you know, you've got Master of Seas, War Bomber. Um, you know, this is a, 
you know, a pretty good event. Not a not an unbelievably deep field when you look at the mile, Woodbine Mile. Only a field of six months. Who do you land in this one? And you've got one horse that um, Cheryl Spade uh, is going to get a little bit of love, along with Master of Seas. Certainly not my best bet of the day, but I think a nice value play in this race. If you can get off the favorite, Master of Seas, uh, Shell Spite as well. The horse just outside of Shell Spite, Ice Chalk a lot. Mark Cassie, uh, who's, you know, consistently runs well when he brings horses up to the Woodbine. Um, if you look at this horse's last few races, just look who he's lost to. He's lost to Casa Creed, Annapolis, Casa Creed, Caravel, running in really good fields against really good horses, buyer speed figures getting better for this five-year-old. And then comes back to the track where he's run his best races in Woodbine, two for two, hit the board five out of six times, really likes the distance, uh, in form this year, uh, gets Joel Rosario back, who ran well with him last out. Let's be honest, Casa Creed wasn't losing the four-star Dave, and Casa Creed's turned into one of the elite turf runners, whether it be sprint or a mile now in this case, uh, and put up a 100 buyer. Now, I'm not saying um, Ice Chocolate, is going to improve off this in terms of buyer speed figures, but I certainly think certainly think the competitiveness is there and the ability to run well. And I love the long stretch. We talk about it, how it looks like a Euro track when they come down the stretch. This horse keeps going. This horse doesn't lose acceleration, gains acceleration down the stretch. And Joel Rosario is one of the strongest, if not the strongest closer in the game right now. So I understand the one's going to be very hard to beat. The three's going to be very hard to beat, but if Ice Chocolate runs the last last couple times out, 9-2 to two on the morning line could certainly upset this field. That's going to be my top pick. Yeah, I'm going to take a shot with the three, Cheryl Spite, 5-2 uh, to two on the morning line. I, I Could Ice Chocolate win the race? No doubt. Everything, I, I think you're, you know, as always, Mons, I, I think your handicapping my, uh, logic is sound. I think uh, there's no doubt. Um, has got an opportunity. It's Cassie. It's Rosario. It's up in Woodbine. Uh, and it's kind of answered every single call. Uh, I'll go a horse with flashed over at the Dubai turf, uh, ran really, really well. Time form rating. The the speed figures do fit. Um, you know, one for six at Woodbine, that's a little concerning. One for six at the distance, that's also a little bit concerning. Five to two on the morning line. I just think she's the most likely winner. Now, with that being said, Master of the Seas is going to take a lot of beating. And I think when you look at the – when you look at when Charlie Appleby sends horses over here stateside – the one thing to note is, who is William Buick riding? Whoever William Buick is riding is the horse that they believe has the best chance to win the race. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. It. So you look at Master of the Seas, time form ratings are off the charts. I mean, is is uh, would have to regress a little bit to bring Ice Chalk a lot or Cheryl Spate um, or Cheryl Spite, however you pronounce it, um, into the race. But is it possible? For sure. I mean, that's why they call it horse racing. I'll take a shot with Johnny Velasquez at 5-2 to two on the morning line with the understanding that, you know, I might be drawn dead and Master of the Seas might just, you know, envelop this field and run away from this field in the stretch. I go into that race with that kind of full understanding because it's Buick, it's Appleby, and the speed figures fit. And I also think that, you know, just I hate to regurgitate the same information as always, but with a field of 15, if you love Master of the Seas, even at a very short price and you've seen it before, you can play that trifecta where you put Master of Seas on top with a handful of horses underneath in the field and hope to get that bomb shot second and third and make money on a race where you have right. a really short favor. Yeah, right. Or, I mean, the, the race before we were talking about, you mentioned it, has got the unbelievable field of 15 right now before scratches. You know, you play a double. 
I mean, that's another possibility as well. And you hope for a big bomb of a price, you know, a $50, $60 horse uh, to really bump up uh, that daily double kind of exotic going into Master of the Seas if you believe the Buick and Appleby horse is really unbeatable uh, in the Woodbine Mile. But you know what it means, Mons? I mean, we're in mid-September. Breeders' Cup is like six weeks away. Uh, We got big stake races every single weekend. We went to Belmont at Aqueduct. Churchill Downs and Woodbine today. A little bit of an international feel because we went Canada. As Francesa likes to say about the NFL season, it goes by really quick before you know it. It's Thanksgiving, before you know it, it's Christmas, and we're at the Super Bowl. We started this podcast before you knew it. We were at the Kentucky Derby. It was Belmont. It'll be a few, it'll feel like five minutes from now we're breaking down the Breeders' Cup. No doubt about it. And I want to make everyone, make, uh, everyone please like and subscribe. Uh, the podcast, we appreciate it. Spread the word. We try and pick winners each and every week. And a lot of weeks we've been successful. So we've had, and we're not picking just like eight to five shots, nine to five shots, trying to get our ROI up. Um, we're actually giving you some price horses as well. So it's Betting the Ponies presented to you by Bet Rivers. He's Brian Monzo. I'm Mark Malusis. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good luck with all of your plays. Like Hardy Pack used to say, may the horse be with you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.